0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Irreligiosophy, the one true podcast, where we read Kent Hovind's thesis, so you don't have to, part two.
1: Yeah, we're uh, we're trying to figure out whether or not we like you guys enough, or if we're just tired of the bitching, which is why we've gone back to this.
0: Uh, either or.
1: Uh, Take a pick. Uh, I, I think it's the bitching. I, I'd really like them to stop bitching.
0: Um... <laughs> Good luck on that one. <laughs>
1: that's true. I am talking about our fans.
0: All right, uh, let's start out with a couple of announcements.
1: Now, the piece of business uh, involves carrot cat. Have you noticed that we have a lot of cat-type people yeah, we around? Our,
0: our cat demographic is enormous. Uh, we must be especially attractive to cats. Uh, smell like tuna.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I've uh, apparently, uh, due to my slut status, I've been in enough tuna that they must just come running. But uh, <laughs> the reason why we're bringing up Caracat is to congratulate her. Uh, this is actually a serious congratulation because she just earned her Farm D.
0: She earned her Farm D. She she passed her national boards. Uh, congratulations.
1: Now, the claim is that Carrie Cat is uh, both attractive and she pays the bills. Uh, I assume this story is about as viable as the gay sex stories being written on the forum about us right now.
0: Well, um, <clears throat> if she is attractive and she does pay the bills, you've got to wonder, what's she doing with this guy?
1: <laughs> yeah, if Carrie Cat, if you're looking for anybody to pay the bills for, I will gladly... Lay on your couch or the foot of your bed at any time,
0: in biker shorts and a fucking leather jacket.
1: <laughs> Is there any other wardrobe?
0: Yeah, he actually stands as the um, as this defends as the as the most holy irreligiosity apostle because he's donated the most to the show. He said he would have donated more, but he uh, had to take something off for Leighton's horrible Hindu episode. And you know what? I, I concur. I do not blame him one bit for that.
1: No, no, no. I'm okay with him taking the money away, because as soon as I meet you, Dan, I'm taking it out on your ass, and I do mean out. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: thought you'd have taken it into his ass. But, yeah. Out,
1: and I get confused.
0: Our second announcement is, since uh, Queen of Hearts got after me um, for my remarks about pit bulls in a previous episode, we have decided that uh, Mike, the um, sea lion, the exhausted, sexed-out sea lion, and our gay penguins are no longer going to be mascots of the show. We actually bought a pit bull named Mr. Smiles.
1: Yes, and we did this all for you, our tattooed queen. Charlie is very sorry for propagating that myth of pit bulls being mean. Right. And um, just to prove it, he's going to go over and pet the pit bull right now.
0: Well, unfortunately, I haven't fed it in a couple
1: of days, so... Why don't you pet the pit bull? Uh, I would, but I thought I told Inshul to feed the thing.
0: You know, that's a good point. We have a fat North Korean kid who doesn't do shit around here. Why did not he go pet the pit bull?
1: Yeah, you know what? Just for you, Queen of Hearts, we're going to send Inshul here, this chubby little fat kid, to pet that dog and prove once and for all that pit bulls do not attack children.
0: Oh, hang on a second. I just spilled all the uh, juice I was marinating my steaks in all over Inchols. <laughs> uh,
1: you, you didn't hit him with the special sauce, did you? <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: that I'm saving. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> I don't know why you're saving that, but uh, <laughs> some people collect toenails, I guess.
0: Alright, um, unfortunately our computer broke down again, so we're going to have to figure out some other way to calculate the skunk ticks. You got any ideas, Leighton?
1: Well, my thought is, uh, we, we do have Mr. Smiles, and dogs are known for eating just about anything, so I would think we take our skunk ticks, we put it in the dog's mouth, and whatever he shits out is the skunk tics.
0: We got an intern. Why don't we shove it in our intern's mouth and make him work for his goddamn food? <laughs>
1: I like this idea. Inshul, what do you think about it? Ah, uh, Charlie, did you understand what that kid just said? I don't know. You know, if, if
0: you're going to be a slave in America, you should learn to speak
1: English. <laughs> Uh, you know, I never understood this whole schooling for other languages shit. Inshall, answer me now. Do you want to go in there, or do you have any objections about going and meeting Mr. Smiles?
0: He said, Sounds like he's okay with it.
1: Yeah, actually, he sounds kind of excited about going in there. All right, head on. Hey, you wanna um, gonna help me push him in? He seems okay. to be clinging to your leg. Here, let me kick him a couple times. <laughs> Inshul, we know you're excited. Go in. Go in. Hey, hey, Whoa, oh my god. Whoa, hey, uh, hey. Close it. Up. Close it off. Wow. Did you see that? I've never seen a chunk of flesh taken off that fast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, while In-shul, uh makes friends with Mr. Smiles, let's uh, do the skunk dicks.
1: Hey, hey, hey! No roughhousing in there, you two. So,
0: first skunk dick is uh, first candidate would be the fans of the show.
1: Yeah. Well, there's there's no surprise for this one. Our fans have been running for skunk dick for some time now. It's about time we let them win.
0: Yeah. This one uh, is for voting us into the About. Com <laughs> top atheist podcast of the year. And then neglecting to vote for us. It's a, it's a sneaking plan. I have a sneaking suspicion this is a plan of theirs to um, absolutely humiliate us because we're currently in fourth place out of five.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's let's point out that this is yet another award that neither of us even knew existed. So we are hell-bent on winning this award, and you guys are trying to fuck this up for us, aren't you?
0: <laughs> they got our hopes all up, right? Uh-huh. I got so excited. You know, all right, we're gonna win an About. dot com award, and maybe even have a graphic to put up on our web page.
1: Like a a real graphic, not you, like you fuckers.
0: Bump. If we end up last, I'm gonna put a fucking graphic on that web page. The worst podcast of 2010. We lost to the fucking imaginary friend show.
1: Yeah, eat yeah. that. And uh, you guys aren't gonna like what that graphic is. <laughs> <laughs> We can guarantee that now. <laughs> Who else you got? Well, you know, once again, I would like to nominate our fans because for the first time in our entire show, we received hate mail, but I just can't believe it. Uh, this is what it says Dear sirs, it shall be a restraint.
0: Dear sirs, and sirs is in scare quotes.
1: Yeah, yes, quotes. Thanks for that. It shall be a restraint of my base nature. When I call you both bona fide pieces of shit, I rather enjoy a variety of podcasts from numerous perspectives, and it takes a lot for me to become disgusted. So congratulations. Once again, uh, who did this? Was this you, Tort?
0: <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed at what he's disgusted by. He says, your intertestamental period podcast was all it took. What the <laughs> hell?
1: <laughs> What about our jingle bells? We polish our jingle bells. Did you miss that one? Go back and listen to our Christmas episode.
0: What about LDS Advice to Young Men or the Catholic Sex Prayer Podcast? <laughs>
1: <laughs> what we... about putting our fingers in Jesus? We want to finger Jesus. You find that one out of all of them the worst?
0: We do a podcast about a bunch of Jews and now he's up in arms? I'm totally disgusted.
1: <laughs> yeah, once again... All right, who did this glib Lord? Was it you, moggy? <laughs> whoever wrote this, you are up for skunk Dick because i I can't take this seriously. It
0: says, I'm certain you could not care less about my personal opinion, but you're like two adolescents who get a thrill using profanity when away from Mommy and daddy. say what Fuck you have
1: to you that's all got
0: <laughs> say what you have to say and let your arguments stand on their own. as it is, imbecility can be perceived above anything else. That actually sounds like Leighton That sounds yeah. like your email exchange with Kirk Hastings. Yeah. You yeah, wrote well, this, didn't you?
1: <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I'm not winning skunk dick again. I've already I'm in the <laughs> hall of fame. I can't win it, so why would I even attempt with something this juvenile?
0: Seriously, in any area of life and from any perspective, you would be considered pompous, vulgar jerks, and avoided with wholesale disdain.
1: I um I was would that actually a compliment or was that a put down?
0: I would actually rather be avoided with retail disdain. That's a wholesale is just half price.
1: Oh, so so your big problem with this is he's undervaluing <laughs> you, his hate for you. That's
0: right. If we're we're uh, regarded with discount disdain.
1: I find that offensive. <laughs> yeah. It, if we are going to get true hate mail, we expect full pricing on our disdain.
0: All right. Uh, so that's a particular fan. So we have so far the fans as a whole for not voting for us. Getting our hopes all up, only to dash them. We have one particular fan, Mister Grubb.
1: who uh, I still think is just a complete fabrication of one of you fuckers out there. Yeah, that's entirely possible. Um, who else we got?
0: Right, this isn't really a skunk dick, but I'm gonna—I'm just gonna give her a shout out anyway. Herbal cause, mention because I—because I found it so funny. This, this, no, this isn't even it. This is this is behavior I completely applaud. All right. I know you never visit our fan group page. Yep, never do. Uh, but Andrea Johnson recently posted, do you think Leighton has any standards or, or will he just bone anybody? <laughs> and and underneath, it says,
1: Shan Chard likes this. <laughs> Shan, you're, you're really dropping in my eyes. Of course, I take this as a compliment, so maybe that's raising you. I, I will put out there, I do have some standards. If you're missing a, a limb... You Your your chances go down You're just like God You won't let him approach you if you're handicapped Exactly If you're now, missing a limb or handicapped in some way I'm sorry you're not getting my pants
0: In answer to your question Andrea Leighton and I often play 20 questions And the last time we played uh, I asked him is it animal, vegetable, or mineral And he's, his answer was I
1: don't care so long as it has a hole <laughs> Actually he's wrong My full response was all three <laughs>
0: <laughs> As a matter of fact, I got my dick in a pineapple right now, so if you could help me get it
1: back out. Yeah, it's a little uncomfortable due to the spines <laughs> on the outside, but you can really get some good grip on that thing.
0: All right, our next candidate is uh, all of the fans. Is that a surprise? All of the fans <laughs> who complain... Really? Our
1: fans are a skunk dick? I would have never seen this coming.
0: All of the fans who complain about... Where's my podcast? My podcast is late. Blah blah blah. Where is it? I need a podcast. Quit well, I'm trying so lazy. to figure
1: out why it's their podcast. When did we ever sign over ownership to them?
0: You know, I just have one thing to say. This podcast doesn't have a official release date, <laughs> so therefore, our podcast, the one true podcast, is never late, Frodo Baggins, nor is it early. It arrives precisely when it means to.
1: Oh, Gandalf, you've been gone for so long. Let me climb into your lap and talk about what pops up. Oh, Gandalf, not in the the (laughs) valley. We must go to to Frodo's house. Come on.
0: That is Frodo. (laughs) Oh, shit. You are being Frodo.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, what was the other dude's name? The one that had the ring. What was his name?
0: Dildo Baggins.
1: Okay, I don't know if I'm the only one, but there is... A amount of gayness in these little hobbits that is unprecedented anywhere else.
0: (laughs) There is a subtle, very subtle homoerotic uh, subtext. Are you kidding me?
1: In the Elven Kingdom, when they all go rushing into the room, I was expecting them just to start pulling each other's pants down (laughs) right there.
0: (laughs) So our our podcast isn't late, you dicks. Nor is it early it is always precisely on time
1: yeah uh, what the hell we are the one true podcast are you really expecting any other response from us
0: <laughs> all right uh do you want to get the uh winner of the skunk day? oh, oh who did you vote for <laughs> My vote's for Don Grubbs. How about yours?
1: Uh, at this point, I'm voting for Inchul. He should not have lost <laughs> his arm in that manner. Dude, you don't put your arm in its mouth to stop it from biting you.
0: You better not have fucked up our calculations, either.
1: Yeah, yeah, we expect proper mathematical equations. <laughs> All right, well, it's coming out right now. You want to go and grab it? Okay, if it's coming out, I don't want to touch it. <laughs> Get your gloves on and pull that out. Why do I have to always put the gloves on? (laughs) All right. All right, I got it. Hang on a second. Well, trust me, I'm not hanging on to nothing at this point. (laughs) That piece of paper is still sticking together. Hang
0: on a second. Let me clean this up. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Oh, shit. It's the... uh... Why
1: is there floss still attached to that?
0: All right. So it's Boggs J and company. Everyone who did that thread to
1: so-called fans of the show. They won Skunk Dick of the Week. (laughs) Well, um, you realize that I put in a story for that, right? Yeah, but you're, you're...
0: Jesus, I'm going to excommunicate you from the Skunk Dick Awards.
1: (laughs) Well, um, could I at least go stand with my fellow brethren of that thread?
0: Now, look, this is, you know, we've been berating our fans essentially from day one. Uh, We did Fuck You uh, Fans Month. Um, Apparently, they got a little tired of it, and they decided to get their revenge and write some gay slash fiction about us, you and me. Yeah. And apparently the Evidence
1: for Faith crew got, got the starring roles as well. <laughs> well, if you're going to involve people, you might as well involve it, the plugging in of meat.
0: <laughs> I um, uh, I actually have mixed feelings about this. Uh, on the one hand, I am very proud of our fans. Uh, who, who do we got? We got Tort, Crazy Cat Lady, Glib Lord, Moggy, Lucy Harris, uh, Davro. I mean, uh, amazing amount of people... Uh, I think Glib Lords is the latest involved in this thread. So I have this um pride that these guys didn't, you know, take our shit anymore. And and I do have a certain amount of pride because y- you know that you've arrived uh on the internet when you have gay slash fiction written about you.
1: <laughs> that has been a dream since I was a small little boy sitting on my father's lap. I have always wished for gay stories to be written about me. On the other hand, Fuck you. <laughs> well, I would share in that fuck you, but I think Charlie's saying fuck you to me too.
0: Yeah, that's uh
1: on you as well.
0: So <laughs> our podcast is about Dear God, Kent Hovind's fucking doctoral dissertation again.
1: Yeah, and and before we get into it, please for the love of Christ stop sending emails and topics for the show about Kent Hoven's dissertation.
0: <laughs> we can't can't take it anymore. All right, we're 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 doing it. But I think our hope is to get rid of the entire dissertation tonight so that we never have to hear about this again. Except, unfortunately, if he writes some more. Now, he currently has a lot of time in his hands being in, you know, fucking federal tax prison, getting ass-raped on a daily basis. And he has said that this is a work in progress, so um, I guess we're not entirely uh, off the hook.
1: Well... I don't know if he'll have enough time in prison. I mean, if you think about it, he's got to get all those prison tats, like the tear drop because uh, he killed a man in prison. He may be a little busy.
0: All right, now recall the first chapter was about the history of evolution, and I put both history and evolution in quotes.
1: Much like the sirs in that <laughs> fake email. Chapter two.
0: Uh, Apparently deals with the fact that evolution is a religion and not a science, and therefore should be excluded from public school curriculum. The (laughs) third chapter deals with the effects of evolution, and I've I've covered chapters two and three. Leighton has the honor of doing the fourth chapter, wherein we deal with the subject of time.
1: Yes. What is it and how old is the Earth? I'm really looking
0: forward to that one.
1: Oh, God, it's a winner.
0: (laughs) So, let's jump right in here uh, in Chapter 2. It has long been my contention that evolution is just another religion. There is no empirical evidence to back it up, so it is certainly not a part of science.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love how this claim can be made in this day and age.
0: You know, what struck me, I think, more than the other chapter, too, is that he's writing this in the first person, right? He's yeah. he's
1: using terms like I and, and you. And, yeah, you um, notice that shift as well. <laughs> so not I'm only do we have rest. to chastise him on what he put in his dissertation, but we have to chastise him on his grammar.
0: <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot, Kim Van Gundy.
1: Yeah, yeah. The well,
0: fuck did you do? Yeah.
1: You even get words wrong Just blatantly words wrong Throughout the entire thing Did you have any purpose Or did you just want your name on this doctoral dissertation?
0: So, Kent starts off by saying You know, they've been teaching evolution For the last 50 years in public schools We have been taught that man started off Believing in many gods Worshipping the rocks
1: Rock stars? Maybe the, uh, that's her problem <laughs> is she forgot a comma in there She should remove that
0: worshipping the rocks, stars, etc., the caveman philosophy, and that he gradually developed monotheism, which Kent helpfully points out in parentheses the belief in one god.
1: Yeah, thanks. Uh, As if anybody would not know what that means.
0: (laughs) Yet archaeology uh, seems to tell us that just the opposite is true. It tells us that man has always been a monotheist and worshipped one god. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Okay, so the, which, some... which area are you excavating here? The... Are we talking China? <laughs> are we talking Egypt? Are we talking Greece? Sumer. Where?
0: <laughs> Apparently, everyone just believed in one god. All those other gods, I don't know, We're all aspects of the god. <laughs> all of the ancient cultures seem to teach us just the opposite of what we're being taught in public schools today. Well, you know, the Pantheon was actually created just for one god. Yes, Um, And then, you know, broke off in his feminine section And his warrior-like section And uh, his river-like section And his tree section Uh,
1: No, no, it's all under one God It's much like Jesus, the Holy Ghost And God being one, but being many
0: So, right Right Yeah, like Kent himself is a monotheist. Yeah. Asshole. Since evolution is just a religion, it should not be taught in public schools at taxpayers' expense. By the way, there's no apostrophe in taxpayers there. It's just (laughs) taxpayers, like plural. Taxpayers' expense unless all religions are going to be taught. So (laughs) Kent wants... Apparently, the Babylonian religion to be taught in schools—Zoroastrianism, uh, Zoroastrianism, <laughs>
1: Hinduism, <laughs> Hinduism. Uh, let's just let's just pick one. Let's teach it all. Uh,
0: he talks about um, prayers being taken out of the public schools. Remember, uh, 1963. Uh huh. Um, and I love this. He says, There may be some reading this who may remember when prayer was taken out of the public school system. I was only in the fifth grade and did not understand what was going on. Oh, there's a poor little fifth grade Kent Hovind. Kent <laughs> taking Holman, his prayers just away.
1: Do you get a hug? <laughs> Here, we've got a Catholic priest that'll give you a hug. Kent,
0: if it were happening today, you would not understand what is going on.
1: <laughs> Don't use that fifth grade shit as an excuse. Yeah, yeah, we've read your dissertation. Even today, you still have no idea what's going on.
0: Madeline Murray O'Hare did not want her son made to pray in the public school. She was very successful in getting prayer taken out of the public school system. Again, here is not just successful. She was very successful.
1: How do you get to very successful? I I thought success was just like a point that you were aiming at. Very (laughs) successful is what? You obliterate success?
0: It's either the prayers allowed in schools or prayers not. This is a digital finding here, Ken. It's not analog. Binary. Zeros and ones here.
1: Where is very involved in this?
0: Uh so he thinks, you know, he says, Of course I don't like what Madeline Murray O'Hare stands for, what she did, but it does bring up an interesting point, right? So he's talking about uh how we should take evolution out of the schools because evolution is a religion, of course.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I'm he sure actually
1: stand up in court.
0: He gives three steps. The first step is to approach the school board and request that they remove the objectionable materials. <laughs> step two is to go to the people who supply the funds for the school, the county commission. Step three is to take the issue to court. Well, Kent None of those are beyond your reach. So why the fuck haven't you done it yet?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, Kent, Texas has been attempting this for years and failing. So uh, yeah, please keep trying.
0: We'll go a little bit later into actual lawsuit that that I think took Kent Hovind up on this, uh, and we'll see what the outcome was on that. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, he says that you got four options, right, in this issue. You can teach only evolution. You can teach both evolution and creationism. You can teach neither of them. Or you can teach only creationism. Now, uh, the first one's apparently what we're doing already, even though, what is it, 15% of high school biology teachers teach evolution? Yeah. So, fuck you. Kent likes uh, number three, um, which is teach neither of them, right? And he says, I taught high school science and mathematics. I know that you can teach students many things without mentioning origins and where we came
1: from. <laughs> and I pity the children that walked through your classroom.
0: Yeah, you're Right. Uh, unless you're teaching biology, dipshit Yeah And then then you gotta talk about evolution
1: Then you have to talk about how these species actually developed the way they are
0: So, uh, in a doctoral dissertation, you, may, you may mentioned things that should never be in a doctoral dissertation This should not be in a fucking 7th grade paper He <laughs> says, he gives fucking Webster's dictionary definition of religion Oh god a belief in a divine or superhuman power or powers to be obeyed and worshipped as the creator of the universe. Now he goes on to reason that evolution is a religion. Uh, I want you to follow this very closely. All right. Are you ready? Ready. What created the universe? Was it blind chance? Evolution? If so, then blind chance is their creator and they worship chance.
1: What? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So because we posit that there was no god and no creator we are now worshiping chance
0: do you see how he cannot step outside of his own fucking religion he can't move himself he can't put himself in anyone else's shoes no one worships chance dipshit do you ever hear wait, someone wait, say wait wait
1: wait. this makes sense have you ever noticed people driving down the street with those fuzzy dice hanging from their mirrors ah, right they're chance worshippers. Worshippers.
0: oh chance Please shower down thy favor upon me, my thy humble servant. <laughs> please chanceify some lottery winnings into my bank account, and please forgive me for any unrandom action I may take.
1: Dear chance, I missed the first big bang. Could you do it again?
0: <laughs> he goes on to say time and matter become the gods of the evolutionist, as if uh you know Dawkins is over there. Uh, Sacrificing a goat to time and matter
1: (laughs) Well how do you think he learned
0: All of the equations he did (laughs) If you begin taking away time From the evolutionist by saying that the earth Is young that is like taking a pacifier Out of a baby's mouth
1: Do you do this often That's not very nice I don't know
0: how it's like taking a pacifier or what the fuck that has to do with anything because he doesn't follow up on that statement. Oh, he follows
1: up on it when you get to my chapter, which is all about time. Oh, I got you. Yeah.
0: Now, he quotes some scientists on page 50, and I know it's page 50 because he – Writes down the, the page numbers Every ten of them <laughs> um,
1: Yeah which is what you should do When you're writing a dissertation <laughs> So
0: I want you to keep in mind these scientists And what they say The first one is Sir Arthur Keith Who he says is an avid evolutionist Said, Evolution is unproved and unprovable We believe it because the only alternative Is special creation and that is unthinkable So that's So again you know, he's probably quote mining or cherry picking these guys But yeah. the next guy is L.H. Matthews uh, the evolutionist who wrote the preface to the 1971 edition of Darwin's book. He said, belief in the theory of evolution was exactly parallel to the belief in special creation. Pierre Grasse, uh, the French biologist, says scientists should destroy the myth of evolution. And the fourth guy, he, he uh, quotes is L.H. Lipsome, uh and he says, in fact, evolution, in a sense, became a scientific religion, right? So, yeah, yeah. So- I want you to remember that. Because he says the same scientists, he quotes the same scientists, saying the same things, in the same order, 11 pages from now.
1: <laughs> so he's plagiarizing himself in his own dissertation? Yeah. <laughs> he's hoping he wouldn't notice because that's chapter 3, and this is chapter
0: 2. <laughs> oh, God. He goes on. Yeah. Uh, now, he, he. this is the main thesis of the chapter. Evolution without a question is a religion It is a religion of humanism Either man is the ultimate king of the world Or God is the ultimate king of the world Wait a second, those aren't the only two choices
1: Yeah, um, uh, why is it We are so prideful That we have to believe That we are of any sort of importance Have you taken a look at the size of the universe Compared to us
0: If anything is the ultimate king of the world It's fucking bacteria Yeah. Possibly beetles (laughs) Little, Little grasshoppers Insects probably are the the second most numerous, but bacteria win by a landslide. So, um, what about gay penguins? How come they're not the ultimate king of the world? Bears are pretty cool. Oh, Squirrels.
1: What about Titanic? That kid, he's the king of the world. Inchol,
0: fat North Korean kids. Why can't they be the king of the
1: world? Well, he's not so fat anymore. I think a few chunks were. Taken he out slimmed them. down. <laughs> <laughs> we have just developed a new diet. <laughs>
0: He goes on to say, he goes on to equate the religion of humanism with evolution, right? So he he brings up this Humanist Manifesto, which was written down in 1930, fucking three, 1933, Yeah. The, the second statement of this Humanist Manifesto is, Humanism believes that man is a part of nature and that he has emerged as a result of a continuous process. Now, he's quoting it, but he, uh, even within the quote, manages to misspell the word emerged. I-M-M-E-R-G-E-D.
1: Okay, that's not even close. So, is he Kim trying, Van Gundy is he missing, er <laughs> you're fired. Maybe he was uh, combining immersed with emerged. <laughs> <laughs> So he says that this this is the foundation,
0: right? Evolution is the foundation of the, the the religion of humanism. Yeah. And he he goes, uh, it could be easily proven that the foundation of humanism is evolution, and humanism is a religion. <laughs> of course, he he doesn't go on to prove it, but uh. um, he, he's completely unaware that it, even if you found your religion of humanism on evolution, it doesn't make evolution a religion.
1: No, Idiot. It just means, it, it's like saying those, uh, those retards who drink the Kool-Aid have <laughs> great precedence on Halley's Comet.
0: Anyway, moving on. He, he goes on to Humanist Manifesto 2, which was in the 1970s. He's aghast that it says, uh, salvationism still appears as harmful. Right? Fairly innocuous statement, but he is aghast at this. He says, Christians need to be aware of this right most of the programs on television are examples of Hollywood's definite desire to discredit Christianity
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes because it's the television producers main goal to attack Christianity and not make any money definite
0: desire not just a desire a definite desire there is a deliberate war being waged against religion in general and Christianity in particular and to shore up the evidence for this that it's you know it's against all religions in general he says other religions, such as Hinduism and Buddhism, are taught as being okay, even in public schools. But the idea of bringing in Christianity is utterly despised.
1: <laughs> what school is he going to? Uh,
0: hes I, It's like he's just randomly inserting shit. He says it's being waged against religion in general, but... Wh- wh- hang on a second. They're making nice with Hinduism and Buddhism. He says Buddhism. Uh,
1: <laughs> Buddhism? Good. Yeah.
0: All right, well... But Christianity
1: itself. Kent, let's take this one step further. What possible reason would there be a need to get in buddy-buddy with the Buddhists and the Hinduists? I I don't know. What possible reason could there be to attack Christianity but still go, uh, go and ally with these two?
0: Yeah, persecution complex much? Yeah. I mean, come on. So, he latches on to the manifesto statement that says that any account of nature should pass the test of scientific evidence. In our judgment, the dogmas and myths of traditional religion do not do so. So, and he gets really sarcastic here, he goes, they should examine and see if evolution will pass the test of scientific evidence. There is no observation to back up evolution, and no test has been devised to demonstrate it. We have trillion of fossils. That's right, trillion is, trillion <laughs> is not plural of fossils We have trillion of fossils Yet we have absolutely no evidence of evolution occurring in the past There's nothing going on in the present that gives evidence of evolution So apparently we are just fucking buried in fossils Does cause Kent Hovind have any idea what a trillion is?
1: <laughs> well, uh, he's just going off of the Bible Talking about the number of sands on a beach
0: <laughs> That's how many fossils we have. That's how many fossils we have. Uh,
1: basically, uh, every time I mow the lawn, I trip over a dozen of them. I keep throwing them away, but I just keep finding more.
0: As we'll find out later, Kent's test of evolution would be to watch a duck and see if it gives birth to a tomato. Oh, my uh, God. So even even if we grant uh, Kent's premises, right, Say say he's right and that evolution... As a religion it has no standing, or it has no scientific evidence. Blah blah blah. It's just a massive Tukokwe fallacy. It's just saying, look, um, we're wrong, and you're also wrong. But Kent, that doesn't make you right. <laughs> <laughs> well, this means you're both wrong.
1: He has the truth, which I'll get into later, because he actually gauges uh, his facts and his proof against uh, scientific proof. So, oh, good. I, I can't wait for that. Yeah.
0: Now, as I promised, uh, I looked this stuff up. And there actually was a lawsuit um, brought up in, I believe, 1994 about... Uh, because, um, amazing, uh, Kent Oven didn't mention this because uh, it would have fit right in with his thesis. In, in I think, 1961, there was a decision, uh, Torcaso v. Watkins, where one of the Supreme Court judges... Hugo Black commented in a footnote that uh, among religions in this country which do not teach what would generally be considered a belief in the existence of God are Buddhism, Taoism, ethical culture, secular humanism, and others. So he's equating secular humanism with a religion there, right? Yeah. So uh, in the 1990s, I believe 1994, which is three years after Kent Hovind's doctoral thesis was Published.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Published. I like that
0: reference. Uh, And by that I mean secretly published and and hid away in a cabinet
1: somewhere. Yeah. Um, Filed away under special papers.
0: In Paloza v. Capistrano School District, uh, I'm quoting here from Wikipedia, your favorite source. Oh, good. The implication in Justice Black's footnote that secular humanism is a religion has been seized upon by religious opponents of the teaching of evolution who have made the argument that teaching evolution amounts to teaching a religious idea. A science teacher argued that by requiring him to teach evolution, his school district was forcing him to teach the, quote, religion of secular humanism. The court responded, We reject this claim because neither the Supreme Court nor the Circuit has ever held that evolutionism or secular humanism are religions for establishment cause purposes. So, shot down three years after.
1: (laughs) Yes, Kent, what were those three steps that we needed to take to get evolution out of the schools?
0: (laughs) Well, this poor guy wasted a lot of money in taking those steps, so the moral of the thesis
1: is, don't fucking listen to Kent Hovind. Are you kidding me? Put your money where your mouth is, Kent. Do it yourself. Every religious association out there should listen to him, because then they'll (laughs) all go bankrupt, and then we won't have to bother with them anymore.
0: So he goes on a little rant here. Next, he says, if evolutionists want to believe in evolution, they are free to do so. We live in America, which is a free country. Yeah, I can't fucking believe. I have to keep reminding myself I'm reading a doctoral dissertation.
1: <laughs> what I am upset about. <laughs> oh, good. That's what we it need is, to hear in your dissertation, dissertation, what you are upset about.
0: What I am upset about is the fact that their faith is being taught as science in the public school system at my expense as a taxpayer. <laughs> that upsets me greatly! <laughs> Exclamation point! Wow. <laughs> oh, Lord. And then he quotes from Romans 1, 21, Yeah. Uh, which, again, you know, three-inch margins.
1: I but just, I just got to say that I love... That he goes through there uh, hollering about a religion being taught into school, and then he follows it up with a church scripture.
0: He ends the chapter two with one of my favorite sections in the entire dissertation. All right, this is second only to the poem he wrote in your chapter. (laughs) Uh, Are you ready for this? Doctoral dissertation. I write letters to the editor very frequently. (laughs) Here is one published some time ago that sums up my feeling on a subject. He's fucking putting a letter to the editor
1: in his doctoral dissertation. Look, you can take me seriously. I've been published. <laughs> I've been published on the fan letter page of my local newspaper.
0: <laughs> Letters to the editor.
1: I'm a published author, damn it. I have
0: credibility. <laughs> you call me doctor, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the letter is entitled oh, Evolution is in Science. And it starts out. Remember the story of tailors who kept asking for more silk and gold to make a royal suit for the king. The deceitful men were pocketing the goods and giving the king imaginary clothes. Anyone who couldn't see the splendor of these clothes was obviously not intelligent. So he's talking about, uh, you know, the emperor. Who
1: yeah, yeah, walked around more. naked <clears throat> because he didn't. Yeah, yeah, we all know the story.
0: So he's talking about, you know, anyone who says he didn't have clothes was um, invited to a barrage of ridicule and scorn. And so the entire kingdom was duped into silence until a small, ignorant boy cried out, The kind has no clothes! Damn that kind! Somebody <laughs> arrest that kind! <laughs> I can only assume uh, he meant to type king. Um it is but still true. No, no, tru- no, no,
1: no. This is exactly what was supposed to be in there. He had an editor go through. Well, this. You're, you're you're correct. Kim Van
0: Gundy, uh, you know, was cited as uh, his editor and um, was thanked for her correction. So there can't be any mistake in that. <laughs> the kind hath no clothes. Yeah. It is still true today that a few scoundrels can conjole the masses into silence about the obvious using ridicule and derision. For example, it is obvious that evolution didn't, doesn't, and won't happen. Design demands a designer. Frogs don't turn into princes, and bib bangs make big messes, not neat, orderly universes. (laughs) I hate it when my
1: bib bangs. (laughs) Fucking bib bangs always making messes. Yeah, well, you know, that's what happens, Kent, when you have children. Their bibs are going to (laughs) bang.
0: There are no facts to support evolutionism. It stands royally naked. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody get that kind quick. Over 90% of the, quote, ignorant masses believe the world was created by God. Thousands of taxpayers in this county resent their tax money, supporting the humanist religion of evolution in our schools. All right, here comes my favorite sentence. God. In spite of this, Katie Knight, science curriculum supervisor in Escambia County, told me that only one person is objecting to the teaching of evolution in our schools. <laughs> me. <laughs> oh,
1: whoa, 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 So let me get this straight. He wrote this letter claiming (laughs) 90% of the people were behind him, and the only person complaining is him.
0: Yes, somehow Kent knows, from some sort of ESP, I guess, that thousands of taxpayers resent their tax money supporting evolution. And uh, when he complains, (laughs) what a fucking dick he is. (laughs) Complains to the science curriculum supervisor. She says,
1: Look, I've only had one complaint. You. <laughs> <laughs> Listen here, Katie Knight. Stop hiding the other complainers. We know there was more than just one retard.
0: Uh, how long will we let them steal our gold and give us nothing in return? They steal our kids' class time and brain power, promoting this fairy tale of evolution while they keep asking for more gold. Because evolution is a very profitable business. All these teachers who are teaching evolution are getting paid, you know, behind the back. They're getting kickbacks.
1: Well, I kept wondering why my biology teacher drove Transams. Oh,
0: God. Uh, and he goes on for a couple more paragraphs. Um, I just, I, I cannot believe, I cannot believe in a doctoral dissertation
1: the fucker uh, reprinted his
0: own letter to the editor
1: yeah yeah uh, that doesn't uh, bring esteem kent that just makes most people laugh their heads off at you <laughs>
0: <laughs> so chapter 3 the effects of evolution is all chapter is about you know how bad evolution is if you believe in it you're going to be a terrible person It's an example of the argument from consequences fallacy As explicitly laid out in his first paragraph Here we go Evolution is probably one of the most important subjects facing us today Because of the world view and lifestyle that it breeds A person's belief that he is a creation of God Involves a particular world view that will make him live a certain way If he believes that he is a creation of chance That there is no God Then that will produce a lifestyle, a world view That will have certain consequences on his life
1: Yes, uh, like the fact that He'll probably rely on his own morals rather than do whatever God tells him, like drown his children in a bathtub.
0: His next two sentences are Who cares anyway? Why is this subject so important? <laughs>
1: <laughs> my point exactly. Only crazies are spouting this.
0: Absolutely. He says I'd like to begin by saying that the subject is very dear to my heart. I'm both glad and sad to be able to discuss the topic of creation evolution in the Bible. <laughs> Do you you want to know (laughs) why he's glad? Uh, You have to read that. (laughs) I'm glad because I love the Bible and the God of the Bible, and I'm honored to be able to share my faith in God's incredible book. I'm glad because we have freedom in this country that allows us to discuss topics like this. Many other countries do not even allow a discussion on this subject. You have to accept the state's opinion. Uh, but, uh, But he ends on a note of caution. America is headed that way, I fear. But I'm glad that right now in America we have the freedom to discuss the contradictory or conflicting religions of creation and evolution.
1: Yeah, once again, fuck the future. We're glad right now. <laughs> Do You want to know why he's sad? You bet your ass I want to know why he's sad. Is it because there's too many anal raping ghosts?
0: But I am very sad. Because many other countries don't allow this type of discussion on creation and evolution.
1: That's because all other countries look on America like a bunch of religious hicks.
0: I'm also sad because those who reject the words of this blessed book, blessed book is capitalized, are missing the greatest joy known to man, fellowship with God.
1: Yeah, I would say the greatest joy to man is between a nice pair of long legs, a good personality, and a nice cold beer.
0: If the words of the time-tested book are true, those who reject them and the forgiveness they offer are doomed to face God and give an account of their sin before their creator. That's you, (laughs) Leighton. God will be your judge on that day, whereas he will be
1: my father on that day. Do you think they'll allow me to wear assless chaps in the (laughs) heaven? Yes. Right before you're cast into hell. <laughs> I'm okay with that. If, if God is gonna cast me into hell, I'm buying me a pair of ass chaps to be judged in. <laughs> so now he's gonna tell you why this topic is so
0: personal for him. Now we're we're two pages in and we haven't really discussed any consequences or effects of evolution, but that's not stopping Kent. Yeah. Why it's important to get out why this is so important to him. Are you ready? If someone says that the Bible is a myth and is not true. Or the doctrine of evolution is true And the Genesis account of creation is false They are attacking the very foundation Of my faith It would be like saying that my father is a liar Calling Genesis a myth or creation a myth Is like saying slanderous things About my mom or
1: dad or wife or family <laughs> I love the accent you're getting It's quite fitting <laughs> The only thing that's missing is ba down 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 <laughs> can Hey Kent if, <laughs> The problem is
0: In order for something to be slanderous, it has to be not true.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not only that, but imaginary friends, I don't think you can slander against an imaginary friend. We need to remember Aristotle's dictum. I need. I'm sorry, could you repeat what I'm supposed to remember? (laughs) We
0: need to remember Aristotle's
1: dictum. That's what I thought you said.
0: There it is. Aristotle said, If a document is being questioned, the benefit of the doubt is given to the document itself, not arrogated by the critic to himself. One must listen to the claims of the document under analysis and not assume fraud or error unless the author disqualifies himself by contradictions or known factual inerrancies. (laughs) Now that
1: <laughs> I would assume yeah. he's claiming this for the Bible's sake, right?
0: Well, I don't know quite what that meant, but it didn't ring true to me as far as – because at first, you know, you don't say disqualifies himself by factual inerrancies. That doesn't make any fucking sense. So he's made at least one mistake. Well, it didn't take me – I took about 15 minutes to figure out what
1: the fuck was going on. It, this sounds like something that's completely <clears> misquoted <throat> in my opinion.
0: Yeah, he uh when I when I typed out the first part of Aristotle's dictum, I got a whole bunch of So how long was his dictum? <laughs> got a whole bunch of uh <laughs> websites, and they were all Christian websites. But the interesting thing is, is it ended at the end of his first sentence. He's got two sentences here. So Aristotle actually just said, if a document is being questioned, the benefit of the doubt is given to the document itself, not arrogated by the critic to himself, right? So he's saying that, you know, if the author doesn't disqualify, blah, 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 that sort of thing. That second sentence isn't Aristotle. I had to find uh, the source of where he copied this out of, and it's in Josh McDowell's book. Who the hell
1: is Josh McDowell?
0: Josh McDowell is a um evangelical Christian fundamentalist who wrote a book called uh, Evidence that Demands a Verdict uh, I think in the 70s um and you know it's like C.S. Lewis everyone's like okay you got to read C.S. Lewis's Mere Christianity and the, the next one they'll go to is Evidence that Demands a Verdict if they're more recent they'll go to Lee Strobel's Case for Christ so I looked up and there it is on I believe page 49 in Josh McDowell's I think More Than a Carpenter at this point, the literary critic still follows Aristotle's dictum: the benefit of the doubt is to be given to the document itself and not arrogated by the critic to himself. That's where the quote ends. The next part, he says, in other words, as John W. Montgomery summarizes. So now, this is John W. Montgomery. One must listen to the claims of the document under analysis and not assume fraud or error unless the author disqualified himself by contradictions or known factual inaccuracies. So not only did Kent Hovind smush these two, you know, quotes together squish them together, and get rid of the intervening sentences without an ellipsis. But he attributes both of them to Aristotle, and he can't get the fucking quote right in the first place. (laughs) That is quality research.
1: I would like to take back my skunk dick uh, nomination, and I would like to nominate the school that gave this fucker a degree.
0: Patriot University. (laughs) Well, I agree, because uh, he says, he goes on to say there are basically two choices in this argument. Choice number one is that the material universe that we see made itself out of nothing for no reason. Then, through a long process of evolution, the different animals and man developed as we see them today. Can you guess what choice number two is, Leighton? Uh, the Bible. Choice number two is that there is an infinite, all powerful, all wise God who created this universe that we see for some special reasons.
1: Hmm. Those are the only that's it. two choices.
0: Those are the only two- Well, he brings up th- there are those who try to take a middle ground uh, called theistic evolution, um, but that's an indefensible position. <laughs> Never says why; it just is.
1: You know, he goes into why it's indefensible in mine.
0: Why not uh, a council of uh, gods? Why not a god who's all powerful but retarded? What about um, a female god? You know, who's uh, just kind of a lot of powerful. Uh, the, you know, uh, th- these uh, fallacies are running throughout here. But this is called a false dichotomy, or excluding the middle. You give two choices, and you have no middle ground. So the choices are either the universe made itself, or God made it. Both are in the realm of religion. People that believe in evolution want to make you think that what they believe is a scientific fact. Nothing could be farther from the truth. These people are either extremely optimistic or just bold-faced liars.
1: i go with optimistic on this one.
0: Wasn't it bald-faced liars? Isn't that the term? What the hell is a bold-faced liar?
1: It means uh, somebody hit Control-B on the computer. <laughs> <laughs> evolution is not a scientific fact. It actually is
0: not even a good theory. It is just a hypothesis. And then in the next sentence, actually, evolution fits into the realm of religion. (laughs) (laughs) What, are you just trying to pad your word count here, fucker? Uh, Yeah, I could see that. We're now on page 60, going on to page 61. Does this sound familiar? Webster's definition of religion says Belief in a divine or superhuman power To be obeyed or worshipped As the creator and, and ruler of the universe that sound familiar to
1: you? Uh, no, your voice is just kind of a drone in my head I don't Not pay yet. attention
0: How about this? For instance, Sir Arthur Keith, the British biologist Said evolution is unproved and unprovable We believe it because the only alternative Is special creation and that is unthinkable
1: Well, He can't possibly do L.H. Matthews next
0: L.H. Matthews, the man who wrote the preface to the 1971 <laughs> edition of Charles Darwin's book. <laughs> the belief in the theory of evolution was exactly parallel to the belief in special creation, blah, blah, blah. Okay,
1: listen here, Jackass. You, you can't just copy entire <laughs> sections and just, just keep pasting them wherever you want. It doesn't work that way. And yes,
0: Pierre Grass and L.H. Lipsom both make appearances in there as well.
1: This is word for word from what I'm seeing right now.
0: I don't know if he just copied, pasted, or rearranged a couple words, but
1: Jesus H. Christ can't (laughs) stop it. Yeah. Um, Reiterating it isn't going to make it true.
0: (laughs) Now he goes in for some unknown reason, because remember, we're on the effects of evolution, right? Uh Have you heard any effects of evolution yet? No. Microevolution is small little changes where there is no change from one kind of organism to another.
1: (laughs) So we go from a copied and pasted dialogue on how evolution is a religion and it shouldn't be followed to microevolution is small little changes?
0: Small little changes. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Leighton, you might not understand that. So, Kent Oven helpfully gives you, I'll give you just one example to help you understand the difference. Okay. Let's suppose we let loose 500 canaries on an island. The only food for the canaries to eat on that island are nuts with a relatively tough shell around them. Only the canaries that had a tough beak would be able to eat the nuts and survive. I don't know about you, but I'm starting to get a little horny right now talking all about this (laughs) nut eating.
1: I got a small chubby.
0: (laughs) The others would starve to death. Therefore, those that had the tougher beaks would be able to reproduce the next generation. Now what he's talking about is natural selection, right? He goes, Uh that's not evolution. That is simply variation. You would still have canaries.
1: Canaries. Oh, God. Is there anybody in the world who understands less about science? (laughs) Those canaries will never,
0: given all the time you want, will never change into elephants or dinosaurs or trees or tomatoes.
1: What the (laughs) 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 fuck? You can't... Oh,
0: God. For for you to prove... And I'm serious about it. For you to prove... He said this in debates. For you to prove evolution to Kent Hovind, you'd have to have a canary shitting out a tomato.
1: Literally. Okay, uh, Kent, you know, you're completely against evolution being taught in schools. Perhaps you should go and sit in on one of those classes.
0: All right, if that wasn't bad enough, he tells you again in the next sentence what microevolution is. Microevolution is small little variations between the species that have been in the genetic structure by, period. What? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what the fuck he's talking about.
1: Well, that's a great conclusion statement because it leaves you wanting more. Like, what the fuck did you mean by that statement? (laughs) Very cryptic, Kent. Yes. Way to draw your audience in with confusing (laughs) the hell out of them. (laughs) All right.
0: Kent quotes from Scientific American. Uh, about the inflationary model of The universe provides a possible mechanism By which the observable universe could have evolved From an infinitesimal region It is then tempting to go one step further And speculate that the entire universe evolved from literally nothing and, and Now he takes this And he goes on a fucking internet rant He is raging about this This does not sit well with Kent you can speculate and say that it's possible all you want, but that is a religion. That's your faith. Don't tell me that is science. You cannot prove that. If you want to believe that, that is fine. This is America. You can believe whatever you want to believe, but don't tell me that is science and don't use my taxpayers to teach other kids in the public schools that that is science. I mean, have you not read this shit directly on some internet board?
1: <laughs> right now I've got that song from years ago that basically says... Uh... I'm an American and damn proud of it. And then you got some guy that yells, Shut the hell up.
0: (laughs) That's nonsense. If you think that it is really important to teach evolution to young people, then go start yourself a private school. Charge tuition and teach evolution to those who want to pay to come and learn it. But it is deceitful, wrong, and wicked to use the public's tax money to promote this religion of evolution in our public schools. We've got to put a stop to
1: it. Hey, Kent, starting up private schools... Is the crazy Christian's idea of Jesus camp? <laughs> we don't have to. This is science. This is in public schools. There's no reason for us to open up any private schools.
0: Listen, Kent, you can open up your own fucking private school, teach about gay canaries eating each other's
1: nuts all you want. Yeah. We got science. Enough said. Nuff We've said. got science, the backing of the government. So uh, big old fuck you from this ring So
0: so he quotes uh, from a magazine article uh, That says Evolution, at least in the sense that Darwin speaks of it Cannot be detected within the lifetime of a single observer And, and he jumps from that To the next sentence See, it cannot be detected (laughs) No, at all. You missed the
1: the very important statement there. Within the lifetime of a single observer.
0: Oh, lordy. We finally get to the mechanism of evolution, which is natural selection and mutation. He goes on another long rant uh, about how, you know, that's just their faith and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, And then he says, (laughs) many say, we can't mix religion in the public schools. In the first place, that is a faulty argument. Now, typically when you have a first place, you also have a second place.
1: Not Yeah, with I'm Kent. looking. I don't see it.
0: Not All with I Kent. See is
1: the public schools desperately need some religion. That's Well, what I'm I agree,
0: Kent. Give them religion of evolutionism. You've spent the whole <laughs> fucking chapter saying
1: how evolution was a religion. So let's give those public schools some religion. Evolutionism. You know what? Let's shove that religion up every student's ass. Let's feed them evolution (laughs) until they're tired of this religion. Uh, And he goes
0: on to say, you know, other people say, well, you can't mix church and state. That is not found anywhere in the Constitution. That is Jefferson's writings, the separation of the church and state. Actually, it's in a letter to what the Danbury Baptists, not in that document entitled... The separation of church and state.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, once again, he just goes to show how much research he put into his doctoral dissertation. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, he didn't even fucking read the, the um, First Amendment. Here's his description of the First Amendment. The Constitution says that the government can make no law respecting an establishment of religion or hindering the free exercise thereof. Teaching our young people that we evolved from monkeys is... supposed to be is... Uh In hindering the religion of Christianity. It's causing them to doubt their faith, and it needs to be eliminated. The First Amendment goes against the teaching of evolution. It is a hindrance to religious activity. (laughs) Now, (laughs) first of all, it doesn't say that. Here's what the First Amendment says. The whole text of the First Amendment. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion, or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, or abridging the freedom of speech, or of the press, or of the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. It said nothing about hindering religion.
1: Actually, Kent, I heard something about a duck shitting on a potato.
0: <laughs> Kent, if, if reality hinders the teaching of your religion, you better fucking reevaluate your religion.
1: Yeah, th- well, th- this is a, a major problem with him is... Uh, he goes around trying to claim uh, some sort of scientific knowledge, but every word that falls out of your mouth, Kent, is just one more proof that you don't have a fucking clue about science or the world around you.
0: All right, he quotes Stephen Jay Gould, a noted evolutionist, but he's too fucking lazy to get the title, and so he has this parentheses at the end of the quote, KJV, get book title! <laughs> I, I can. You, you turn this in. <laughs> I, <laughs> I can only imagine that that's a. I mean, what does KJV mean? Um, King James King Virgin. James version of Stephen Jay Gould. I my thesis is here that this is supposed to be KVG, Kim Van Gundy. He's telling Kim Van Gundy ah. to find the fucking book title.
1: Yeah, because uh, she's editing it and therefore writing it for him.
0: This is lazier. This is a new height of, of laziness.
1: It's lazier and latent. Jesus yeah, that, Christ. I, I didn't think it was possible to reach these levels.
0: He, he goes on to state, There are no transitional forms between species because that is not the way we got here. Gould and Eldridge in Paleobiography, parentheses, KJV. Get title!
1: I, I don't That's know twice. what to say about this. Within this is supposed paragraphs. to be a dissertation that was turned in and earned him a doctorate, and they gave it to him with something that says get book title for his... <laughs> where is his references page? I want to see this references page, at least.
0: Um, I want to turn this back saying, this is not a doctoral dissertation. This doesn't even rise to the level of a fucking rough draft, Kent. Get the shit out of here.
1: Did your fifth grade daughter write this? <laughs>
0: Oh, God. Um, So, finally, finally, he gets to, toward the end of the chapter, the effect of these religious beliefs has always been of interest to me. Finally, we're like fucking ten pages into the chapter. Finally, we get to the title of the chapter, chapter heading, The Effect of Evolution. Yeah. Here we go. The meat of the chapter. If we teach our kids in public schools that they are merely animals then they will act like animals.
1: <laughs> oh, God, not the moral argument. The teaching
0: of evolution is important because, number one, it affects our society. Now, again, if you're going to have a number one, you, you probably ought to have a number two.
1: Number, two. number three, etc. But
0: I'm going to let this one slide on the grounds that Hoven's entire doctoral dissertation is
1: one gigantic steaming pile of number two. <laughs> that's why he's avoiding any reference to number two. <laughs> he's worried that people will make connection to the brown stains on this.
0: <laughs> Many people down through history in the name of evolution have had some dramatic effects in our society. Who do you think is the first person he brings up?
1: Uh, It better be Hitler. Or Adolf just... Hitler, for yeah, instance, was an said. avid
0: evolutionist. Uh. Now, that's his first sentence. The next sixth sentence... Not one truth in them. I'll read them for you. In order to comprehend Hitler's reasoning, one must go back to evolution to understand why he did the things that he did and thought the way he thought. Uh, Hitler slaughtered the Jews and hated the blacks because he was an evolutionist. uh, He he thought it was his duty to aid evolution in improving the human race. uh, In the name of evolution, Hitler closed down the Christian schools in Germany in the early 1930s. Uh,
1: Excuse me? (laughs) Okay, well, I don't even know where to start with that statement.
0: He began indoctrinating the people heavily with the idea of the German superior race, saying that because of evolution, they had evolved further and it was their duty to rule the world.
1: Uh. Okay, have you ever opened a history book, Mr. Hovind? Ever? Once in your life? Any history book?
0: Hitler was an evolutionist? And it was the crazy doctrine of evolution that is fundamentally responsible for World War II. Oh,
1: God. Uh, Am I the only one that wants to put my head through a wall?
0: It's not just Germany, though. In Japan, the same thing was going on with the Shinto
1: religion. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this damn evolution needs to be stamped out. It's running rampant, isn't it? Uh,
0: Kim Van Gundy, that Shinto religion.
1: But, you know, it's all right.
0: <laughs> Joseph Stalin was another evolutionist. Oh, God. I quote here from the Impact article.
1: Is published... there a rule against <laughs> quoting Hitler and Stalin in the same phrase?
0: <laughs> I'm surprised my computer hasn't blown
1: up. Published by the Institution
0: for Creation Research. Oh, God. Now, this listen. Is good. <laughs> we should have brought this up when the evidence for faith idiots said it, but if you're going to cite an article in a scientific paper, for scientific reasons you should probably not use an institution that fucking Texas prevented from handing out science degrees if you're too fucking unscientific for Texas
1: yeah, you should be outlawed this is Texas the same Texas where uh, they were handing out bibles in school i mean uh, literally texas looks it's down this f- on you fucking texas <laughs> i mean if Kansas was thrown in there and Alabama, then we'd really have a low bar set here. But Texas is pretty good.
0: He goes on to say that communism also has its roots in evolution. Um, and he you know he quotes some stuff about how Karl Marx admired Darwin, blah, blah, blah. So apparently, because Marx admired Darwin, it's the same thing as saying that he derived his theory of communism from it. He says, someone credits... <laughs> what? You you can't do that. Someone credits... <laughs>
1: <laughs> Doctoral
0: this... dissertation. Someone credits <laughs> Vladimir Lenin.
1: <laughs> While I was Vladimir. standing next to a guy pissing, he credited
0: <laughs> Someone credits Vladimir Lenin with the following commentary on Darwin. Oh, my God. So uh, apparently he can't be asked to find out who actually credited him, and then he spells the name Vladimir wrong. Oh, Jesus H. Christ. Now, as far as the roots of communism... How about we go back to Acts 2 of the New Testament, uh, chapter, chapter 2, verse 44 to 45. Did he now, at least all...
1: properly cite the scripture that he's going off of? No, I'm citing the scripture. Ah. He's
0: saying that it's uh, communism that does it. I'm saying 2,000 years before communism, we have the chapter Acts in the New Testament, chapter 2. All right, hit us, hit us. Now, now all who believed were together and had all things in common. And sold their possessions and goods, and divided them among all, as anyone had need. Does that sound communistic to you? Hmm. How, about uh, Acts, no, not least. how about Acts 4.32? Now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say any of the things he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common.
1: Well, it, it's starting to sound a little like communism.
0: <laughs> so apparently it wasn't Darwin. It was fucking Christ that started <laughs> communism.
1: <laughs> Well, you know, we should send Kent Hovind a nice letter with that statement in it, just with his dissertation, and I volunteer to wipe my ass with his dissertation before we mail it to him. <laughs> he says that um, the abortion, the whole abortion controversy can
0: be boiled down to evolution versus creation, because if a person believes that we are a creation of God, then of course abortion is wrong. It entirely escapes Kent Hovind's idea that you know Christians are split on this as on essentially every other topic every other great moral debate of the day Christians are split down the middle <laughs> if they weren't it would have been decided a long time ago because our country is is made up of mostly Christians
1: yeah let's see what is it uh 15% atheists like 10% agnostic or nuns and then the rest are Christian
0: yeah exactly the abortion uh, well you, you got some mormons and jews and muslims in there but yeah yeah, uh, yeah the uh ev- the atheists and uh, agnostics are the number two category and the nuns the abortion issue really needs to be argued on creation evolution ground first the same could be said for many other issues of life like euthanasia drugs teen sex homosexuality etc
1: <laughs> yeah because teens haven't been having sex before evolution was put forth <laughs> as soon as evolution was put forth suddenly it. these teens looked around and thought hey She's got a nice ass. Holy shit, I'm horny. Wow. Boom. I need to
0: stop reading Darwin. I'm whacking off too much.
1: Suddenly, Darwin has opened my eyes to nipples. (laughs) They point.
0: (laughs) Oh, God. I want to read this to you, because he talks about the scientific method, right? I think evolution not only affects our society, it affects our modern science. Uh, There are basically four steps involved in the scientific method, period. There are basically four steps in the scientific method, colon
1: observation exp (laughs) (laughs) well thanks for that at least we know he can use copy and paste we've learned
0: (laughs) oh god fuck you Kent I can't and this is so hard to read I was was spying ahead to see when the goddamn chapter ended you too huh (laughs) the effect that evolution has on science I think is devastating America is rapidly losing ground in the world market in our science students. Yeah, no shit, Ken. It's because of assholes like you Their students are so fucking unprepared when they enter college.
1: Yeah, let's see. Let's he strip them of, of scientifically proven theories and put God in there. That makes sense.
0: Right, they'll be so much fucking better prepared. And then uh, he, he fundamentally misunderstands why there are sterile procedures for bringing back moon rocks and dust. He thought because... That was teeming with life that would kill us, apparently, on Earth if we brought it back. Are you shitting me? <laughs> yeah. Kent,
1: that would be life on other planets. That is what we're looking for right now, you dumb shit.
0: We keep it sterile not because – I mean maybe some idiots thought that maybe there would be some bacteria on a moon rock that might infect us all. I don't know. But the reason they kept it sterile was to see if there was any life on the moon, right?
1: They if it, didn't you want can't us contaminate to contaminate it. it.
0: So, he said they spent extra money to isolate the moon rocks when they got them in the spacecraft and when they got them back on Earth. They will do the same with all the other planets. They will say, oh, there might be life there. We need to protect those rocks. One of the astronauts offered to eat some of the moon dust on the way back to prove that there was no life on it and that it was perfectly sterile. I don't know if that's apocryphal or if he's actually talking. I can't imagine an astronaut would be that, that stupid.
1: Yeah, where is where is he getting this information? Was he sitting at ground control listening to this astronaut go, Hey, guys, watch me eat this.
0: Kent makes the same offer. Bring back a Mars rock or a Jupiter rock. Hey, Kent, uh, Jupiter's a gas planet. Bring <laughs> back a Mars rock or a Jupiter rock. I'll eat it or lick it.
1: Um... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm still stuck on the fact that he claimed Jupiter. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still still getting over that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nothing to say about eating it or licking it.
1: I'm I'm still getting over Jupiter at this point. You're
0: you're too shocked. All right, all right. Fair enough. He talks about how this old trope from creationists that you know they made up his
1: ass. They fake. Kintovin, shove it up your ass if you want to prove there's no life <laughs> forms on it. Let's there it see is. If anything grows. Leighton's <laughs> out of his coma. <laughs> He's Sorry, out of his stupor. i was stupor. still stuck on Jupiter. I still not <laughs> believe anybody is that stupid. <laughs> they wasted a lot of money because they thought
0: the cosmic dust would be so deep on the moon. Oh, God. You know? They thought they put giant landing pads on the spacecraft because of the dust, they thought. The cosmic dust layer indicated that the moon was only six or 7,000 years old. So that's an old creationist um, lie. It's a falsehood. They didn't do any of that. They knew that it was only going to be a small amount of dust. So, fuck you, Kent.
1: Uh, yeah, I'll so, go into that in more depth when we hit the time episode.
0: He ends the chapter with, Christians need to stand up for what is right. I believe God's word is the truth, and all real scientific evidence validates it.
1: Yes, like Jupiter.
0: <laughs> exactly. Oh, God. <laughs> that is chapter two and chapter three in a nutshell. How about chapter four?
1: Yeah, listen here, you fucking asshole. It's an. Uh, we have been doing this for an hour and 18 minutes and now you decide it's time to get to my shit you people wonder why i'd never get shit on this show but no i'm not taking it this week next week we are doing kent hoven chapter four whether our fans want it or not
0: listen number one it's in uh chronological order asshole chapters two and then three you decided to read chapter four
1: That's because, honestly, I thought Chapter 4 was Chapter (laughs) 3.
0: And number 2, unlike Kent Hovind, I'll give uh, give you a number 2. Number 2, how does it feel now, fucker? How do you like that?
1: Well, I don't know. Uh, Is that a ghostly raping I'm feeling? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can take your number 2 and clench on it for a little while. (laughs) We're doing next week. We're, We're finishing off Kent Hovind next week. All right, we'll see you then.